bitch, that's the consequence. I got this, I will not quit. Man, I'm on it, honest. I'm gonna launch quick, then I'm gone. It's just a matter of time before I'm over the prime and moving on to my prime. Just quit my Welcome, mind. welcome back to the Sky's the Limit podcast. A podcast based around showing you that anything you set your mind to is possible. I'm your host, Lucas Aylward. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Alex Spinoso. Now I say doctor because this man has five medical degrees. So not only is he a very smart and successful entrepreneur, he's also a very successful doctor. Now he owns multiple businesses. Now he is the complete owner of Cell Spark Regenerative Centers, which is a stem cell therapy center. We get more into that as we go into the episode. He's a co-founder of PC Threads, which is pretty much apparel for healthcare professionals. He's a co-owner of Genesis Lifestyle Medicine, and he's a part of the Art Syndicate. Art Syndicate is a business group consisting of multiple, multiple successful entrepreneurs and is, co- is founded by Andy Frisella and Ed Milet, and they're both very successful entrepreneurs. They're top dog, and I really look up to both of them. And I'm very excited to get into more detail about this. So Alex has a lot of credibility. He's around the highest level of success imaginable. So I'm really interested to pick apart his mind in the medical field and entrepreneurship and his life advice in general. So bringing to you today, Alex Spinoso. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on my podcast. How is your day going? It's going great, great. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. You know, I'm interested to talk to you because I haven't had a doctor and you're in a great field and I'm sure a lot of people will benefit from hearing what you have to say. I know a lot of my younger followers are, you know, in university and they're kind of not really sure what path they want to go down in life. So I'd like to hear uh, kind of your background. Why did you choose to go down this path and uh, kind of give me your background on, on uh, how you got to where you are right now? Well, I'll say I kind of fell into medical school. Actually, I didn't really want to do medicine uh, completely. I I studied undergrad at Dartmouth Biology, and really I played soccer there as well, and I wanted to be able to play soccer in Europe. That was always a dream of mine. So when I went to applying for medical school, I actually applied to medical school in England for just for the only fact that I could go over there and try and play soccer while I was over there. (laughs) That's a good idea. So... I ended up over there in Newcastle, um, was playing soccer for a bit and kind of doing medical school at the same time because I had gotten accepted to medical school out there. And after a while, I just kind of started failing at both of them just because I was burning the wick at both ends, mm-hmm. you know, traveling, studying while traveling, as well as when I was coming back, I wasn't able to really focus on soccer after my trips. It was just it wasn't it wasn't good. So I decided to fall back into med school and just figure figure that out because that was more of a long-term play than uh, playing professional soccer was. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when you went in there? Uh, I, that was in 2009. Yeah, 2009, okay. around that time, okay. I think. All right. So, God, how old was I? Jeez, that was 10 years ago. So I was 23, 24. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's relatable to me because I'm 25. So, uh, with school, uh, when you got in, it was was it smooth sailing in the beginning or did you find you were kind of struggling? Did you find it difficult? So, I went to uh, Northumbria University in England uh, and science and everything had always come easy to me because it was a lot of memorization, quite honestly. So, you, I mean, read a book, you just 
memorize it and you spit it on onto the page. It wasn't a lot of application and you don't do a lot of application in medical school until you really start doing your rotations. Um, the hardest thing, honestly, was just the pure amount of material that we had to study. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of pages. Um, and it was really just about repetition and doing the same thing over and over and over, studying the same thing over and over and over until you kind of got it smashed into your head. Okay. So <laughs> this is going to be a little, probably a little bit of a uh, controversial question. And that is, so you went to school and right now you're a business owner as well. So I went to school as well, but I didn't continue with it because I felt what I wanted to do, I couldn't go to school for. And, you know, that brings up the question with a lot of people that are in school now, they're kind of in school, either because their parents are making them go or they don't really know what they want to do with their life. So they just figured, oh, I'll go get a, a quick degree or <laughs> quote, quick degree, obviously it's not quick, but I'll go get a degree and I'll try to get a job somewhere and then I'll settle away and be happy. So with what you've done and your, you know, obviously your experience with entrepreneurship, what's your opinion on schooling? Do you absolutely need it or do you think that in your opinion, you could become successful without schooling? Uh, I honestly, like you said, I have five degrees. I think school is absolutely useless uh, unless you want to do a job that requires that degree. So being a physician, being a nurse, being certain engineers, architects, uh, lawyers, you are required, obviously, by the laws of the state and governing bodies to have degrees and to have passed certain tests to show that you kind of know what you're talking about. However, when it comes to almost any other job under the sun, you really don't need a degree. And I, I really agree that it's not important to have a degree. Uh, I think it's a huge waste of money. I think in my opinion, the education system in the United States is really flawed and it's really poor and there isn't really a lot of hands-on experience that students are getting. Uh, it's, it is a business. So you're going to put thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars into an education and have nothing to show for it at the end because they don't guarantee placement. They don't guarantee jobs. Uh, and then you're going to get a job where you can barely afford your loan payments for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so depending on what you do, if you don't require a degree, I think college is, is pretty useless, mm -hmm. honestly. I mean, you could learn, I mean, when I was growing up, we didn't have, you didn't have the just myriad of educational sources, YouTube, uh, Google, et cetera. But then nowadays also things like Instagram and other providers or other people in the jobs you want to do where you could just seriously reach out to them and say, hey, I'd like to intern for you for free, or hey, can I volunteer for you for free? And you get hands-on experience without any formal education whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Because, see, I know a lot of uh, people that I know, uh, you know, family members and stuff and some old friends, they have it in their head that you can only go down two paths. You can go down the path of school and get a good job and make money, or you don't go to school, you're either working on minimum wage and doing nothing with your life. But nowadays, the beautiful thing is, is that's not the case at all. If you don't go to school, 
you have so many resources, like you just said. You have books, you have courses, you have mentors, you have so many different things. Now, not, not to be confused with people who don't go to school, who actually don't do anything with their life. That's not what... That's not what the majority of people are doing. I'm assuming that when people don't go to school, it's because they have a plan or they're trying to figure out their plan. It's not that they don't go to school because they don't want to work. They just want to be lazy and stay home all day and play video games. That's not the case. I think that's almost a stereotype for like an older generation that grew up putting university and college on a pedestal. And like you, like you said yourself, unless you actually need that degree for what you're trying to specifically do, then I don't think it's, uh, like, I would agree with you. Um, like, you know, there's people who want to start a business. They have a really good, you know, they want to do a business. I want to start a clothing line or something. I'm going to go do a business degree in, in university for four years to, so I know what to do or so I'm um, prepared for it. I don't believe that should be the way you do it. That's my opinion. Uh, I'm sure there's tons of people who have gotten business degrees that are extremely successful in business. But then there's also who tons of people who haven't. They're high school dropouts. So... Getting into, obviously, you just mentioned uh, back to the five degrees and stuff. You're right now, you're a multiple business owner. So explain to me, why did you become a business owner? Why didn't you just settle away and get a job and working somewhere somewhere else? Well, well, yeah, actually, going back to your question before as well and just kind of piggybacking off your, what you were just commenting is one of the high-level entrepreneur groups I'm in is called the RTA Syndicate, um, and it is – roughly 100, 120 people, members who all own businesses. These are all seven, eight-figure, nine-figure businesses. And the first day that I walked into the business meeting with all of us together and everything, you know, I have five degrees. I think the next closest person to me only has like two or three degrees. But that's only maybe a handful of us, five or six, that actually finished college or went to graduate school, et cetera. The rest of the group, you're talking about 95% of the group, nobody went to college. Some of them barely finished high school. Some of them were even in prison before they actually were high-level entrepreneurs. So it's not necessary to go through the schooling in order to make a lot of money. That old-school idea of, oh, if you're going to be – if you want to make a lot of money, be a doctor, be an engineer, et cetera, that doesn't make that – doesn't, that doesn't fall true anymore. Mm-hmm. You guys can do anything and make a lot of money doing anything uh, being a business owner. And that's that's kind of what I knew is going into the medical field. I started to see that, hey, I love the medical field. I love working in it, but I don't like working for other people. Um, I knew I wanted to create something new, something different. The medical system, like I said, is very broken. So I wanted to be able to create a system that actually helps people mm-hmm. and heals people and helps people age uh, better and feel better as we age rather than just chalk things up to, oh, well, that's just aging. And so I was already planning on creating my own business at some point, which I thought was just going to be urgent cares and things of that matter. However, when I got into that entrepreneur group I was talking about, I was, I ended up having great conversations with two or three different business uh, physicians and just medical business owners and they kind of steered me in a different direction. And that's how I ended up where I am today, owning the stem cell clinics, owning hormone therapy clinics and and doing the um, medical scrub company on the side. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of, I knew I didn't want to work for somebody the rest of my life. I knew I wanted to have the freedom to be able to make my own schedule and do my own things as well as have 
a company that improve patients' lives and actually help people rather than just profit it off insurance-based systems and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I know there's probably going to be some listeners that are going to be curious. This is what's the Arad Syndicate? What what is that? Now I'm sure if you drop the founders' names, they're going to know what what we're talking about. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So guys, if you don't know what the Arad Syndicate is, his the group he was talking about. I'm sure you know who the founders are if you if you're into entrepreneurship and you listen would you mind would you mind saying who they are <laughs> yeah ed milet and andy frisella there you go guys andy frisella and ed milet they're the they're founders of this group and you know if you're following them they're really they're the top 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 dogs they're they're they, you know they're mfceo right okay anyways <laughs> i'm a fan of that so anyways just had to go yeah, off exactly with that. and uh i'm just this is the credibility right here you know he's Alex is a part of something like this. He's a smart dude. He knows what he's doing, especially with business. So now for people who don't know what stem cell research is and what you're doing with that, would you mind explaining uh, briefly what yeah. you know the whole concept is with that? Absolutely. So I don't want to get too sciencey, but what a stem cell essentially is, is it's kind of like the, I'll call it the quote unquote, uh, God cell or creation cell. It could kind of turn into any cell in the body. It could also help heal any part of the body. So as we get older, we have when we're young, we have a ton of these stem cells, and that's how we heal up really fast. That's how if we get a cut or a broken bone, we heal in days, not weeks. Mm-hmm. Like when we get older, when we get older, the amount of stem cells we have kind of drop down from us, you know, drinking on a Saturday night, from our inflammatory diets, from all the different things we do to our bodies, et cetera. And that's how we age. So what I do is I use stem cells to help heal different parts of the body, uh, whether that's uh, shoulder injuries, rotator cuff tears, uh, bone on bone in different parts of the back or in different parts of the knees or the shoulders. Um, Stem cells we are researching it for treatment of autoimmune disease, uh, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and just general aging. So these stem cells have been able to do absolutely remarkable things in our patients and in the literature. And, and the good thing about it is that people think that it's new, but it's it's quite honestly been studied for the last 40, 50 years, just mostly in other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in Europe, they were treating patients with stem cells uh, into the heart muscles, into the kidneys, and regenerating those organs got 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now in the U.S., they're, they're starting to use it more and more, and they're really only using it for, for joints and things like that and some autoimmune issues. So we are able to use stem cells for multiple different diseases, uh, multiple different uh, modalities in order to heal people and improve people as they age. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you are you having success with that? Do you find that you're getting any kind of because uh, that's new to me? Like I, I, you know, I've obviously heard of it online and stuff like that, but I don't believe that's anywhere around me. Um, could be wrong though. But uh, have you had any like major success stories with that, or is there any success oh, yeah. stories gone? Yeah, yeah, we have we have phenomenal success. Um, this isn't this isn't uh, things that we're experimenting on. Uh, these are actual like studies that we've done in the past and that people have done in the field of regenerative medicine where, you know, we've regenerated cartilage in the knees in people who said that they had to go for knee surgery completely. Um, We've regressed 
slip discs that were pinching on spinal column nerves or uh, spinal nerves and had them come back to normal in their old selves so they're not pinching on legs anymore. We've had patients with low back pain for 10 years mm -hmm. seeing, chiropract seeing chiropractors just to keep them normal. Uh, and we've done injections on them and three to four weeks later, they're completely like they were before their injury 10 years ago. Um, so it is phenomenal medicine and it's not like we're experimenting or saying, well, we hope this works. We actually know it works. Okay. So, and the, the next thing I kind of want to, um, obviously I just want to go, <clears throat> go off the point of, um, what you were, we were just talking about all the success stories. And then I was thinking, okay, social media as well. So with what you're doing, I know you went down the route, the route of school and stuff and everything's new for you now with social media, like social media is like so powerful and connecting with other people, like how we connected Absolutely. ourselves. So I'm assuming that social media is, is just been good for you when it comes to business, right? Is it? Yeah, it really has. Uh, social media has been good for me when it comes to business because I'm, a, I, uh, I can talk, talk about, medicine i can educate patients um and that's the biggest thing no matter what you want to do in an entrepreneur group is to educate people first mm -hmm. you educate and educate and educate and then people go out and test those theories and they see that it's true and then they trust you and that's how you build rapport and i think it's great to be able to do that more and more where you're able to build rapport over uh, a different modality other than having somebody always right in front of you mm-hmm like it used to be and you know like we, what you said providing value i think nowadays is the key to building yourself up when you're providing free value then you build your audience you build fans people will respect you they want to listen to what you say because if you're doing it for free you're genuinely trying to help i remember uh, a quick story a couple years back when i was big into personal training i had somebody looking for uh, a little four-week program and they were saying, does anybody have a trainer? Does anybody know a trainer? Uh, I only want a four-week program, just something for a month. They messaged um, a couple of trainers, hit them up. Hey, I'm selling my training. I'll sell my training to you. I'll sell. They were just trying to sell them. Whereas when I seen it, I was like, hey, I got a four-week program. I did it. It's good. Here, give it to them for free. Then what happened after they were done four weeks, they came back. Hey, man, that was awesome. Where? What, what else can I get from you? I'll, I'll pay up. I'll pay a full, full, full year. So because I gave them that free value and I actually wanted to help them, it came back in the end to help me. Whereas the people who were up front trying to just sell, they didn't get anything out of that. So I think with you providing value is really beneficial too because then people are going to obviously see the credibility that you have and see your, you know, the knowledge education that you have. And it's just going to work wonders for you in that way. So I was going to ask you about your personal branding. So when you, when you focus on your social media yourself this is again not with your business it's just your personal brand what is your goal with your personal brand um i think my goal with my personal brand is it kind of has four or five different sections to it really um and i've tried to all my posts have been trying to kind of stick to those um one of them is is entrepreneurship and i hate saying entrepreneurship because i think everybody puts entrepreneur in their bio um i still don't think i'm an entrepreneur i'm a physician that you know is trying to run a business and learning and you know sometimes failing and sometimes succeeding so um i would i would say that's more of a business um medicine and just educating people on the different types of medicine i do and what we do in our clinics 
um, family. You know, I have a beautiful wife who's been supportive this entire time through all my crazy fucking ideas. <laughs> um, and I have a dog right now. So family cars, because cars is my passion. It's always been a passion of mine. It's a, a, a large reason why I'm so driven. Um, because I really want to have a lot of nice cars and there's nothing wrong with having a lot of nice shit. I want to do a lot of uh, philanthropy and stuff with it, but I really love cars. Uh, I grew up building cars with my family and I've built any, uh, every car that we have owned, I've built um, most of it from the ground up. So I, I love cars. And then the last thing is really like supplementation, supplementation in the first form and first form family and first form brand. I am a legionnaire. And I stand behind a lot of their products um, just because they're medically sound as well um, as, you know, great tasting products. So I've I've tried their stuff and, and you know, I don't I don't get paid by them or anything like that to, to say that. I just think their stuff is the best um, out there in terms of, of health and, and my own experience. Um, mm -hmm. Other people have other experiences, but uh, it's been the best for, for myself. So that's what I, I still use them. So I want to touch on again of what you just said about your successes and your failures. So I haven't really asked you anything about your failures. Now we're talking about all these achievements and all these things that you've done, your connections and stuff like that with, you know, the business groups and, you know, the businesses. But what were like your – did you have any massive failures that you almost wanted to give up and be like, man, I got to oh, throw in a towel? Dude, I have massive failures almost like every month, man. Um, and – yeah, especially now that I'm in business, it's it's even it's even more often. But in the past, I would say in medical school, I I almost was not allowed to sit for more for my uh, board exam to matriculate from second year to, to third year, which is first and second year they do more uh, just book smarts and sitting in the classroom. And third and fourth year is in the hospitals doing rotations and stuff like that, and you have to have at least a two point five gpa in order to sit for your test mm -hmm. and matriculate it's kind of a way to for medical schools to eliminate a lot of students right off the bat between second and third year so i going into that last semester i had like a, a 2.2 and i had to bump it up you know 0.2 gpa and it, it wasn't because i wasn't trying i am not just i'm just not a book smarts person mm -hmm. Um, and especially with medical school, it's, it was all big book smarts. Once I got into the hospital and could do hands-on stuff and see people in front of me, um, I freaking flourished, but the book smarts was just not a way that I studied in a way that I learned. So I, that was a huge failure for me. And I had to, I had to perform in order to actually pass that, to pass that, the GPA and get that 2.5 and I ended up doing it by like 0 0.01. Wow. Um, but up to that point I was, I was, I was failing half of medical school. Um, you know, people might hear this and be like, Oh my God, I don't want to go to that doctor. Um, <laughs> but that's, the, that's the case with a lot of physicians. Um, but some other big failures that I've had is just in terms of marketing in our business um we we had hu a huge failure where october was actually our worst month ever in our business um this october and oh, really? it was it was our own hubris and thinking that we had 
everything locked up. We had a plan. We only had, uh, and we ended up only having one avenue of how we were doing our marketing and it ended up being a bad decision that one, one marketing uh, month just was really, really bad. And we didn't have anything else to fall back on, no diversification, nothing else. And, and it just, it crushed us for that month. Um, so we learned the lesson of not to do that, to diversify and have as many different uh, marketing alleyways as possible because the thing you'll always come up against as an entrepreneur is not having enough clients. Mm -hmm. And so you always want to make sure you're always digging for new clients and always following up your old clients and always providing the best service. So that was a huge failure um, because it cost us probably six figures in business. Wow. So going off again from failure, what would you say to uh, a young person who, let's say they're 18, 19, 20 years old, they're in university, and they just don't know what they want to do. They're just in university. Mm-hmm. I guess their parents put them in there. They just didn't, their friends went. They just wanted to kind of go with the flow. And they're thinking about quitting. They're like, I'm going to, I'm not doing very good. I don't know if I want to do this. When would you say is the, the deciding factor between actually quitting and doing something else or continuing to, you know, not give up if you're failing? So what do you think it would take mentally to decide that? Well, I think you're, you're, I think that's kind of two different questions that you got to split here because on one hand, you're talking about the person who's failing and when you decide that you have to pivot and go a different direction. Um, I don't like the word quitting. I don't quit. Nobody else quits, but sometimes you have to pivot and let things go in order to succeed in the direction that you want to go. So I think there is the person who got into college because they really want to do something. They really want to do medicine. They really want to be a lawyer. They really want to be a doctor, um, but they're failing at the schooling. And at that point, I would say don't don't give up. If that's what you really want to do, don't fucking give, give up. You know, nowadays there's tutors, there's teachers, there's literally YouTube. You could sit on YouTube and study anything that I studied in medical school for the next, I mean, 36 weeks and never run out of videos on YouTube about everything. Now, so those people, I would say, hey, just keep going, like keep grinding, but find help. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. The best entrepreneurs in the world, the multi-billionaires, they are constantly asking for help. How do I fix this? How do I get extra money? How do I chase down more leads? What should my marketing be, et cetera? They're constantly bouncing questions off other people asking how to improve. Mm-hmm. Now, the other person you were talking about is the person that just went because their friends were doing it or they went because their parents told them to, et cetera. And they're failing because it's not their passion. And I think at that point you quit. Okay. You pivot, you, you get out of school, and you figure out more what you want to do. Now you, you, you don't pivot, you drop out of school, and then you go back to sitting on mom and dad's couch watching reruns of The Office. No, not a good idea. Not <laughs> to hate the show. What, if that, yeah, not to hate on the show. I love, freaking love that show. I can yeah. sit there for hours. That's why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what you should do is, is really sit down and figure out what your passion is. By this time, 18, 19, 20, you kind of know what you like. 
and what you don't not like and what you would like to work in. So I would sit down and write down kind of what you would like to do, what your dream life is at the end of your life. What's your dream life? What do you want to be able to do? And then we work backwards to, okay, well, I want to work in this field or I want to be able to be doing this. And then you work backwards even more and say, okay, well, who do I have to reach out to right now, whether it's through email, through phone call, through DM, through messenger on Facebook to try and see if I could work in that field or, or who has experience in that field that I'd like to talk to. And you reach out to those people. And a lot of those people nowadays with social media, they're able to be contacted. You want to work for the tar- top marketing firm in the U.S.? You could reach out and do an internship with some of them. You want to work for, um, you know, First Form or the top t- supplement company in the U.S.? You can reach out to them, and they are very responsive. You could work for them. So at, at that point where you hate school um, because of the fact that it's, it's not your passion, you were thrown into it, or you just went because just because that's what the family has done for generations or that's what you were told to do then i think at that point you have to really evaluate what you really want to do and and pivot and if leaving school is part of that leaving school is part of that you know how i feel about school i don't think it's absolutely necessary in any way shape or form wow and you know what i'm actually a little bit surprised that you did say that because you know people who usually from what i experienced the people who do go to school talk about school is like, oh, you need to go. And then the people who don't go say, well, you don't really need to go. So it all depends. I mean, success is success at the end of the day. But I, I do find it uh, pretty unique uh, to hear from you, someone with five degrees. So I, I do appreciate when you do say that because obviously people are going to listen and be like, oh, well, now I have hope. And now I feel like I have options and stuff like that. So uh, we're going to clue yeah. this up a little bit in a little tiny bit, I just want to uh, ask you one final question. Uh, what are like, uh, you know, I'm not going to ask for a specific number, maybe three to five, like actionable uh, steps on like, I guess a daily day-to-day basis, I guess you could say habits that you feel like contributed to you achieving everything you've achieved. Some people say it's getting up early. Some people say it's reading every day. What are, what are yours? Well, First off, I, I won't say it's getting up early because I am a night owl. I'll stay up late, but I, I had to go to afternoon kindergarten because I fucking hate morning so much. So don't don't worry. <laughs> if you can't get up early, I, getting up early is phenomenal. A lot of my, I would say most of my very successful, highly successful entrepreneur friends get up very early, you know, 4 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock, et cetera. I can't. I just, I tried it. It just, my days went downhill. So I think what, for me, what anchors my days are uh, working out. So I always make sure that you have non-negotiables that no matter what happens, you get hit by fucking lightning, you get attacked by a shark, your girlfriend or boyfriend breaks up with you, etc. You use these anchors every single day to recenter yourself. So one of them is working out. Always try and get in the gym every day or get moving or get some sort of exercise in every single day. If I'm not around a gym, it's doing push-ups or sit-ups or something to just sweat and get my body rate up and as well as clear my mind. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, number two, that people don't really focus on is drinking water, honestly. And um, that's a weird habit, but I drink at least a gallon of water a day. 
If I don't, I'm sluggish. Um, I see pay, I see people all the time that say, oh, well, I'm just tired all the time when they come into my office and they drink nothing but soda and coffee all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to realize that your body is made up of 70% water. If yep. you don't have water in you, if you're not constantly pounding the water all day long, your body will not function as well as you want it to. And that translates into everything. That translates into getting up early. That translates into deep sleep. That translates into your body being able to produce testosterone to be able to lift in the gym and build muscles and metabolism to lose weight, etc. It's all fed by water. And you mm-hmm. know, people don't realize that. So I think drinking a lot of water is a big anchor that I have every single day, making sure I'm just pounding it. And if, I mean, if you want to get really on the famous side of people with that, The Rock will drink three gallons of water a day. <laughs> That's what he does. He's like three men in one, though, so that makes sense. <laughs> three exactly. gallons, three men in one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's all based off body weight, obviously. But yeah, people like that, high level entrepreneurs, are making sure they're getting their water intake in. They are making sure they're exercising. Um, and then the other thing is just really planning your day, the day before. Mm-hmm. So the night before, the day before, you jot down the five things that you really need to get done the next day. And these aren't long-term goals. This isn't like, well, this month I want to do this, or uh, this year I want to succeed this, or have this level of income. These are, okay, tomorrow I have to do this email. I have to make this phone call. I have to study this in my business in order to get one step closer to my ultimate goal. And you just do that every single night. You put jot down those five things. And you get them done the next day. And then once you're done, great, you're done. You could do a little bit of extra things if you want. But then again, that night you write down another five things and another five things and another five things. And by the time you're done at the end of the year, you've done five things every day for 365 days. And that's what roughly 1,800 different things Mm -hmm. that you have done, steps you have taken directly towards your goal and that's what's going to help you blow past everybody when it comes to success in business and improvement etc couldn't agree more with that man and i know you know for people listening they might say oh where am i supposed to write it down to well guys there's you know i i'm using a planner like it's like a six-month planner breaks up into days weeks months and you know there's phone apps you can use google calendars there's so many options there's no real excuse with that i mean i've seen everybody everybody Mm-hmm. I mean, I will guarantee if you're, I mean, you're 25, most of your listeners are below the age of 60 years old. Every single one of you has a smartphone. So there's no fucking excuse because every single smartphone has a notes app, whether you have an Apple or Android or a Google phone or whatever, they all have a notes app that you could sh- jot these five things down if you don't have a piece of paper. Mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, another quick point on going to the gym, something that I'm tired of arguing with people about is, Someone says, uh, oh, I don't need to go to the gym because I don't really care about being ripped. I'm like, dude, I'm like, that's not why you go to the gym. You're going to the gym to take care of your body. You don't have to go to the gym to look a certain way. You're literally going to the gym just to strengthen yourself and to make yourself healthier. So uh, I'm Absolutely. glad that you brought up the gym because I also agree 150% that that's something that needs to be done daily. Whether you want to look a certain way or not, it's just something you need to do. When I don't go to yeah. the gym for even a couple days, I feel like 
depressed. I'm like, I feel sad. Yeah. I feel, you know, it just, it has a lot Absolutely. more to do than looks like it affects your brain drastically. Yeah. Right. And you don't, you don't always have to go to the gym. I mean, you could go out running outside. You could go biking. You could do, uh, I don't know, CrossFit. You could do these races on the weekends, um, like Tough Mudder and, and Spartans and stuff like that. All you want is that one endorphins boost. So it's going to boost your endorphins. You're going to feel better. Uh, you want the metabolism going and you want to increase your movement in general. If you're not growing, you're dying. So if you're not exercising and you're not taking care of your body, then you're not able to focus better. Your body's not able to calm down when it has adrenaline pumping through it. Maybe when something gets you upset at work, mm-hmm. um, exercising will help you deal with the day-to-day stresses of life much, much better. It could be any type of exercise, but you're right. Anyways, Alex, I, uh, that, that little point there just got me a little bit, get a little bit going because, you know, I, I can relate to it so much because I'm so into exercising and I've had that conversation with so many people that it's not all about looks, but you know, I'm glad that you shared your points with us. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? Anything I didn't ask you? Just maybe a point you'd just like to put out there. This is your time. Anything you want to say, man? Um, I've always said, and I said, I said it to my medical students when I was teaching. Um, I say it now to everybody that I meet that ask, like, what's the most, what's the number one thing I think you could do to be successful? And I always tell them to be the dumbest person in the room. You know, in society nowadays, everybody thinks you have to be super smart and you have to know it all and everything. You have to have the answers for everything. And I'll tell you, with five degrees, all of my friends are far beyond me when it comes to being successful in business. Mm -hmm. And they don't even have close to the number of quote unquote degrees I have. So book smarts does not translate into money. And I am constantly asking those guys questions about business, questions about my profit and loss sheet, questions about marketing, questions about how do I talk to an employee? How do I talk to another businessman? How do I talk to another businesswoman? Constantly asking questions. And that's the best thing you can do is constantly ask questions and constantly use those answers from people that you have actually done shit, have actually built shit, have actually done what you want to do so that you have a, a blueprint. I mean, there is no excuse for anybody who doesn't know anybody who knows what they want to do or has an idea what they want to do. There's no excuse that they shouldn't be able to learn everything about that, either online or from somebody who's in it, etc. And it's that all comes down to you getting out there, not being embarrassed, and just asking questions over and over and over. And you can think in your head, hey, this is a dumbass question. But at some point, there was always somebody somebody who was dumber than you, who is way more successful because they asked it. They asked the question. Mm-hmm. And now, just to clue up that one little point you said, I'm sure there's going to be some people, I don't know why they're going to think it, but they're going to think when you said be the dumbest person in the room, he doesn't mean act dumb. Be like, oh, I got to walk in a room and act like the dumbest person there. He means be around people who are highly intelligent. So just to clue up that, don't (laughs) think that he means you got to start going around acting dumb. Because I know some people, you know, see that glass half full, half empty. 
there might be a couple people <laughs> who think that's what it meant, but that's not what it means. Surround yourself with very intelligent people. You are who you surround yourself with. I've said it before, guys. If you're all your friends are out partying every week, and chances are you're going to be the next one. And, st- and same thing with money, success, etc. So, anyways, Alex, thank you so much. I really enjoyed chatting with you today. Could you please um, let the audience know where they can find you if they want to know anything about you or your business? Yeah, probably Instagram is the best uh, to find me, Alex Benoso underscore MD. Uh, and then we have two pages for all of our other things we do Cell Spark Regenerative Centers and uh, Genesis Lifestyle Medicine, as well as my uh, scrub company is PC Threads, which is spelled with a Z at the end. So T H R E D Z. Yeah, all these are in your Instagram bio, so I'll, I'll link your yeah. Instagram bio. Yeah, just and go to can, mine. <laughs> yeah, you're the hub there. They'll find you from there perfect all right man so uh like i said thank you again so much and uh i i i'm I always feel motivated man when i finish in the finish in these episodes because you know just hearing your you know what you've said and your advice and your story is just always it goes into my head and and then i i continue and i grow with that as well so anyways um guys if you enjoyed this episode remember to leave a five-star rating and write a review below. I love reading the reviews. If you have any other questions, shoot me a message on Instagram, follow my podcast page, follow at Alex. And guys, until next time, thank you so much. Peace.